And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Big Heavy Doors. Need to keep cryptids in and monster hunters out? You need Big and Heavy Doors. Previously on What Is Not. As you start driving closer to the location called The Hold, you see what looks like a military installation. There is a big black wolf. It has glowing purple eyes. And instead of the regular paws, it has hooves. And people are shooting at it. It looks like these are regular people, and somehow something froze them into a statue. Maybe I could save them, but it's going to take a lot more time than we have. The creature looks kind of like a blonde Harry and the Hendersons. In the sand of the Mojave Desert in California, off historic Route 66, sits a small desert town called Baghdad. We have some ancient prophecy that something bad's going to go down in Baghdad. It's a town of shadows and secrets. Things aren't as they seem, but we're still not quite sure what's going on. Where bumps in the night aren't the house settling. Trying to find answers. And the monster under your bed lies in wait for your foot to leave the safety of your covers. My mom used to tell me all these weird stories about monsters, but I didn't really believe anything she said because, you know, that's crazy talk. It's a world where cultists spend their days pushing papers at the DMV and their nights summoning ancient creatures from the dread beyond. Seeing maybe something happened down at Cryptocore. The expert. Susan Donaldson. The town vet. The freelancer. People call me Beth. Hunting is sort of just like a business that I'm in. The deathless. Bruce the zombie and his father cast a spell to bring him back. The initiate. Donovan Elaine, part of an ancient order of monster hunters. The Monstrous. Zeke Solardier. He works for Cryptocore, which is his family's corporation. It's a town where it's very hard to tell what is real and what is not. Welcome to Baghdad. The creature startles and kind of sits up quickly, and you can see that it has very clear blue eyes and definitely looks kind of like a blonde Harry and the Hendersons kind of creature. Okay, less frightening. I am going to attempt my magic spell. (laughs) Oh, boy. Four plus my three weird is seven. Okay. It feels like it's having a spell cast on it, but kind of shakes it off. And you can hear as if it was underwater almost because there's so much material between him and you. But you can just barely make out who are you? What are you doing here? Can you hear me? And he starts walking towards the door. Is Donovan hearing that or are we all hearing that? You're all hearing that. In English. You're all hearing that in English. I said, my name is Susan. Who are you? He kind of tries to listen. It's very hard because there's so much material between you, but 
he kind of puts his hands up against the window and is peering out of the little window. And he goes, my name's Ralph. How long have you been here, Ralph? I don't know. Where do you live? Where are you from? I live in the desert. La Quinta, Coachella? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. PGA West? Yes. Have you always looked the way you look right now? (laughs) He kind of gives you a look like, what? (laughs) (laughs) What manner of beast be you? Again, he's straining to listen. What was that? What, What are you? They call me the Yucca Man. Oh. What happened? How were you captured? Scientists, they've been holding a bunch of us here. There are others like you in, in here? Not like me, but there are others. Well, We've seen some of them. Yeah. How often do the personnel here come to check on you? Are we in risk that they're going to come by anytime soon? Yes. I want to get them out. <laughs> I, I'm like... I, I just, I want to get him out. All right. He doesn't seem like a monster. I could be on board with rescuing him. I mean, he's a monster, but he's not like the boogeyman. Like, they're monsters. This is just like, I don't know. What kind of locking mechanism are we looking at? It looks like it does require some sort of security card. You haven't seen anything that would really show you how to get in. You might have to look at your bag of tricks and see what you have available to you. So it's like an electronic lock scanner device? Yeah, some sort of like magnetic lock. Well, technology is not Donovan's strong suit. What about you guys? Mm. Susie, credit card it. Yeah, I was, I was credit card. I don't think it's going <laughs> to succeed here. So, I mean, I, we could roll for magic. I have my juju bag. Is it something where they like key in a code or a biometric? Is it a thumbprint? Like what? It's like, is it REF where you hold up the. RFID. RFID, that's it. Okay. In our explorations upstairs, we didn't see anything like that. You didn't. Maybe in one of those maintenance rooms, there's, you know, maybe the maintenance guys have RFID badges or something. I mean, is there any chance we'd find something like that if we poked around one of these maintenance rooms again? Maybe if we were specifically looking for that. Oh, what about this security door that's right next to it? Can we go in there? The one at the very end of the hallway? Yeah. It looks like it has the same kind of locking mechanism as everything else on this floor. Is there a window or? There isn't. It's just a door. I mean, it's got the little security window at the top of the door, but that's it. Darn it. Maybe Bruce can download an app that will allow him to access the doors. Uh, kind of like when you go to a Hilton or a Hyatt hotel these days, you know, with the room key on your, on your Bruce, app. Bruce, you're our tech guy. What do you make of this? Bruce goes into his Mr. Robot mode and proceeds to investigate to figure out if he can do something. Okay, well, <laughs> so what move are you using? What is my move to open this door? <laughs> you have act under pressure, which I don't think because there's nothing really pressing at this moment. I mean, I guess investigate a mystery to see if you can figure out how to get in. Sure, I'll do that. That is a nine. Okay, so um, you have one question, and I'm assuming it's like, how do I get in here? Open sesame. (laughs) You can really tell that there is some sort of magnetic locking mechanism. So you either need an An RFID. RFID. Okay. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget. RFID code, or you might be able to magic it open. You might be able to cause some sort of electrical system, but that might not just open this door. Oh, we don't want to open all the doors. That'd be terrible. All right. Um, 
Yeah, Bruce looks to Donovan and does some modern dance interpretation of Care Bear action time. All right. Well, I'm not sure the Idrisil tattoo on my chest is going to help in this case, but I will do some magic. So, the, I mean, there's a couple different spells we could do here, guys. I could try to flamethrower, fireball, just brute force the door open. I could try to create some sort of spell that would open a, a portal, like a teleportal on this end and that end of the door that maybe the creature could just walk through and mm. teleport to the side. That has potential. I feel like that's probably the hardest one to do. Well, maybe it's not, <laughs> though, because these doors are probably crazy reinforced. I mean, if yeah. they're designed to hold monsters... I don't know how much like nuclear bomb level of, of firepower it would take to open them, you know? Let's try the teleport. Let's try the teleportal. All right. All right. So you're all basically opening a portal between you and the room. Yeah. Have you ever played Portal 2? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yep. That's that's my plan. All right. I don't know why I said Portal 2. It's not like Portal 1 is different. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Seven plus my three weird is 10. All right. So the space between you and the Yucca Man starts to kind of get that undulating heat wave effect on it. And you see basically as if the from the center of a big circle, it just kind of pulls away the material, and now the Yucca Man is able to just step right out of the room. And he is now in the hallway with you. He goes, thank you. I really appreciate this. We need to get the others out of here. And he goes to the end of the hall and looks in through the security door window to see if he can see anybody. I let the spell dissipate and the magic portal disappears, whatever. Is there anything you can tell us about these other creatures? Or is there someone specific you're looking for? Yes, everybody in this room should be able to escape with us. There's a security room, the other end of the the hall, just on the other side of the elevator. It's on the direction we didn't go. Mm-hmm. So he's wanting <laughs> to let all these creatures go. But, you know, we could just let them all go out into the desert. To naturally fry in the hot sun. Well, that's where they came from. That's their environment. They're here in their home. So if we let them escape while they're attacking the one beast, then we can let them all go. I don't know if they're all from here necessarily. Yeah, they don't I mean, sound like guys, desert creatures at all. I mean, they've got trucks and they've got a helicopter. They could be bringing things in from all over. And the boogeymen aren't even native to our realm of existence. It's true. Ralph, who are you trying to get out of here? Because these boogeymen, we know about these kinds of creatures and they're not safe. My friends are in here, and he kind of pounds on the security door at the end. The security door at the end. Ah, so he's not even necessarily referring to these other creatures we've seen in the habitats. He's okay. There's more behind this door. Yeah, he's specifically talking about the ones behind that. That we can't see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can we do a window with magic to see what's on the other side of that door? That's up to Donovan. Uh, yeah. Probably. Okay, I am going to cast a spell, just a spell of sight, right? Like, I'm not I'm not actually opening a portal that they can walk through yet. I just want to get a little magical TV to show me what's in that room. Total of seven. All right. So I haven't been giving you guys many consequences, and a seven has, I believe, a 
consequence to it. Yeah, there's a glitch. No, no, don't think so. Don't, don't. (laughs) (laughs) The effect is weakened. The effect is a short duration. And uh, that's what let's go to go with that. So because of how heavy and thick all the material down here is, you can get like a magic eye in the room, but you have trouble maintaining it because it's just so thick. And so what you see is it's kind of like if it was floating in the middle of that room, it looks like a break room. It looks like it has a foosball table and a pool table and there is a couches and chairs around there. But then you see three separate security doors leading into this room. Okay, so does this connect with, like, if we had turned the other way when we got off the elevator, does it connect to that? Is this like a circular area? Right now, you've just kind of explored an L, but it does look like there's a hallway that goes the other way. So it could be mirror of this and make a U. It doesn't appear to go all the way around in a circle. Okay, but we can't get in this room. Like, even if we did a portal, I don't know if we all could walk through it. And I feel like we need one of those badges. Oh, did we find a badge somewhere? No, but I'm wondering if we could, like, if if you want, I could run upstairs and just see if I can find a badge in the barracks, sir. The Yucca Man did tell you that there was a security office on the other side of the elevator. Okay, all right. Down in this basement area or upstairs? The basement area, just right on the other side of the elevator. Are we still with Yucca Man? Yes. All right, let's go check out that security office. Let's go the other direction. Sounds good. Are all of you going? Are some of you staying there? Stick together? Yeah, stick together sounds like a wise plan. Since we don't know where the security personnel are or when somebody might walk around the corner at any moment. Mr. Ralph, we are going to go look for this security room that you talked about. Do you want to come with us or do you want to stay here? I'll stay here. You're coming back for us, right? Yeah, but I'm worried if something happens and we're not able to get back here, if the security forces show up or something and you're still here, you may get recaptured. It might be better for you to come with us just in case something goes wrong. Okay, I'll go with you then. All right. Now, just thinking ahead a little bit, Ralph looks like he's a large, I'll say gentleman, creature with perhaps some extra strength. He might be of use to us in hoisting these petrified gentlemen into our van when time comes. Mm. That's a good idea. idea. All right, so we are heading to that door. What do we see? Security room? Yeah, security room. We're going to look for a key card or something? Yeah, if you would have gone the other way, it looks like there's an identical hallway going that way, but there is a big, heavy security door that kind of blocks that hallway. And just before that door is like a little security station. Are you going in? Yeah, we open it up. Okay, the door is actually open to the station. You can see that there is a bank of monitors And each monitor is looking into one of the display cases. And you see that on what you assume is the other rooms on the other side of the security door don't seem to have been filled yet. Okay, so those rooms are empty. Those rooms are empty. Can we see who Ralph is trying to rescue? Yes. Okay, so the only other three rooms that you haven't seen but that have people in them, two of them look like prison cells. One has what appears to be a older gentleman in the room. He's in a work shirt and jeans, stark white hair, and he's kind of sitting on his bunk, just kind of lounging back. There is a adolescent-sized creature with big, big green eyes and pointed ears, and it's completely bald, and it seems to be playing some sort of video game. Nice. And then 
there is an enclosure that is just a little bit bigger. It still looks like a cell, but in that one, there is a creature that's kind of gray. It's definitely humanoid, but it looks like it has like these big, round, bug-like red eyes. They seem to be glowing and it has antenna and two big wings, but they're kind of folded down behind him. I point to those three images and I ask Ralph, who are you trying to rescue? Who are your friends? And he points to each of those three monitors. Will they harm us? No. Okay. And do we see any kind of pass, like any key hanging? Yeah. On the desk where the monitor is, there is like a cup of coffee. Obviously, whoever was there ran up to help everybody else. And next to it is a key card on a a lanyard. Okay. Let's do this fast, people. If we're going to rescue them, are we all in agreement that we're going to rescue them? Hmm. Yeah. Bruce is down. Do we have enough room in the OSHA van for all these creatures? That and the helicopter. (laughs) 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 Let's just do it. But let's do it fast because I feel like we're running out of time. Agreed. Let's go. All right. Okay. So you guys, I'm assuming, run back down the hall. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we're opening the door that goes into the frat boy area. Okay. This is the security door at the far end of the uh, corridor. Right. And so which door do you open first? There's the right hand wall and one on the far end wall. So on east and south walls, there's two on south, one on east. Oh, man, I'm scared. But let's open the older gentleman first. Okay, so he's kind of startled by the opening of the door and he sees that it's people he doesn't recognize. And he's like, well, who are you? Ralph is with us. We're we're here to rescue you. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, well, sure. Uh, it sounds uh sounds like it's a good idea. Let's let's do this. Uh, is it safe to leave? For now, we're gonna find out as we get to the top. We don't know yet. As he comes out of the room, he's a pretty buff gentleman. He looks like he's pretty athletic. From the monitor, he looked old, and he definitely has this stark white hair, but. He doesn't look as old as he probably should. Like the hair is this stark old man white, but the rest of him is very barely wrinkled. Hmm. Are you friends with the other people who are being held here? Uh, well, yes. Uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna get me out, we, we we need to rescue the other two. Okay, let's go for it. So we open the next door. Before we open the others, do we want to kind of ask this guy about his background or what he is or anything? Or do we just want to get them out of there first? We can talk to him about their backgrounds back at our safe space. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Our, our headquarters. If we get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we open the next two doors. So the one just to the right of the elderly gentleman's door is the kind of adolescent sized creature with the big green eyes and the pointed ears and the bald head. Go, oh my God, this is great. Are we finally getting out of here? <laughs> we we are gonna try to get you out of here. Let's get your let's get your other friend. And then the last door you open, this winged creature kind of ambles out, and he has more of a raspy voice. And he's like, "I think that we might actually be able to get out of here. The future seems positive." Oh, well, good. That's helpful. <laughs> A bit of an, is this like an empath kind of creature a little bit, or somebody who can foresee? Or are they just an optimistic soul? Could be either. You really don't have any more information than what I've given you, unless you want to start rolling things. (laughs) (laughs) 
let's get out of here. Is there any food in the room? Because if there is, Susan's going to grab some. No, there's no food. There looks like there might have been some like crusts left out on like trays next to the door, but everything's been pretty much like there's nothing exceptional in here. We can run through that kitchen if we need to gather some vittles. So as you're trying to decide what you're going to do next, the alarms turn off. Oh, crap. Uh-oh. Okay, let's get to the elevator. Quick to the ocean mobile. Elevator, elevator. <laughs> We gotta go, we gotta go. And we're gonna haul took us. When Donovan says haul took us, you better believe you need to haul took us. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of What Is Not. Our contest has officially come to a close, and it's time to announce the winners. Congratulations, Barry Dewey Robertson at GM's Shadow. And Lyle M at X1101. I will be contacting you in the next day or so to get your information so we can send you a What Is Not OSHA Van t shirt. Thank you so much for your support and for spreading the As the Dice Roll love with your followers. If you would like your very own What Is Not OSHA Van t shirt, you can find it in the Geek to Geek Media store. Just head over to geek2geekmedia.com and click on the Buy Merch tab. You can buy the t-shirt there, as well as the Cautious Optimism GM Incompetence quote t-shirt. And if you want to see what the van image looks like, go check out our Instagram at As the Dice Roll. Spooky season is almost over, and we are wrapping up our Geektitude Zombie Primer. Last week, we talked about zombie comedies, Zombieland, and Little Monsters. And Katie will be joining me once again this week as we watch The Girl with All the Gifts and The Train to Busan. You can also catch Katie on Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. Can't Stop Me Loving K-Pop, and Disney Forever. And you can also listen to Todd on his podcasts, Nerdberg Review and Farming Simulated. If you want to chat with us in real time, go check out our Slack channel over on the Geek2Geek Media Network Slack, which you can find by going to the Contact Us tab on the network website at geek2geekmedia.com. While you're there, you can also join the Geek2Geek Media Discord server. And finally, you can always email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com or leave us a voice message by clicking on the link on our website at atthedicerollcast.com. That's it for me this week. I'll be back this Friday, October 29th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's find out exactly who the hunters just rescued down there in the basement, right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games! Star Wars! Comics! Movies! K-pop! Disney Plus! Keanu! Keanu Reeves! New! Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Okay, the elevator opens up for you. You get in... It takes an excruciatingly long time to get up there just because you're in a hurry and trying to get out there. And as 
you get to the top and the doors open, you hear a lot of commotion. So we're back up at the surface. You're back up at the surface and you don't see anything, but you definitely hear people like barking orders and you hear somebody say, pull those men in, let's get them into the infirmary. Just kind of barking military commands here and there. Is there access to that storage room from where we are? Can we get in there without anybody seeing us? Right now you can, because there's nobody in the hallway, but it does sound like people are starting to come back into the building. And so if we were to go out the door, that would be where our car is, where they're coming in? Yes. Okay, so I think we should just get everyone into that storage room for now. Well, if they see the van, they're going to know it doesn't belong there, despite our amazing camouflage. I think we should just book it to the van yeah, and that's drive out what I'm here. thinking. Maybe we could have Donovan, maybe he could cast some kind of uh, cloaking spell or something to to hide us as we run off to the van. Yeah, I cast Greater Invisibility on me and the party. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seven plus my three weird is ten. All right. So there's no negative effects. Do you want to just be invisible? Do you want to look like soldiers? What is this spell actually doing? I think I'm going to go with invisibility. All right. So you all seem to fade from sight. And since it was a good roll, I'll say that you can still see each other, but nobody can see you. Okay. That's great. Now, what about our petrified friends? Are we foregoing them for now? Are we going to try and have Ralph... Carry one under each arm as we hightail it to the van. Should we see what Beth accomplished? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, that's right. Because Beth was, yes. Yeah, so Beth has actually already loaded them up because that was what you tasked her with. And so that's what she's been doing this entire time. She's a little frantic and she's like, oh, well, she doesn't see you guys. <laughs> but she's like biting her nail in the front seat because they're going to find her at any moment. Okay. So she's got these statues all buckled in and ready for a safe ride back. Yes. All right. Okay, so we head out the door and try to stealthfully and invisibly get to the vehicle. She's pulled it as far back into the corner as possible because she had to load up the van, which she is not happy about. And it is kind of behind the big shipping containers, so it's... Not currently visible right now, but again, people are starting to walk past. And so there are eight of us, plus Beth, plus these two statues, all of which need to squeeze into our van. It's a big van. It's very roomy. All right. Okay. I picture it as not really having any seats other than the front Mm -hmm. two, so there's a lot of, you know, you can Tetris your way into the van. We're going to get close and comfy with these new creatures. So you're all in the van and Beth just pulls out and burns rubber. Drew, roll your dice for me. See where we land on all this. Dropped it. Sorry. And I lost it. Missing dice. We got a <laughs> oh, missing no. dice. Oh, wait, I found it. Under the couch. <laughs> We're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. Try that again. Oh, yeah. That's a 12. Two sixes. Sweet. Nice. Okay. So because of the chaos that has been ensuing and because you got out right after the alarm turned off, I'm going to say that you guys go speeding down the road and nobody really notices because they're tending to what they need to tend to. But as you pass the area, you see no evidence of the dog. The wolf-like creature seems to be gone. Oh my gosh. But there are people being carried on stretchers. There's probably one or two people who are no longer alive, and I would say that there are probably a couple of fires here and there. 
things have not gone well for these people. I know we have many questions for the creatures in our vehicle, but I turned to them and I asked them, there were two large wolf-like creatures in captivity where you were. We think one of them might have escaped. Do you know anything about it? The older gentleman says, well, uh, we didn't uh, see uh, a lot of the other uh creatures that had been held there, but uh, they, they kept us together because we're a little bit more, uh, well, we, we can we can think and we're more sentient. So we would see each other. In fact, they let us have some exercise here and there, and, and we were able to kind of communicate when we were together. But we didn't see a lot of other creatures. We just heard them in the middle of the night. Okay. Can I roll? Like, I have a dark past. Like, if I trawl through my memories, I just want to know if I've ever dealt with any of these creatures, if there's anything I'm familiar with. Okay. Oh, I rolled a five. But wait, what is that added to? Well, you're investigating a mystery, yeah? Never mind. I'm just going to say experience. It's weird. Yeah, and I got a, I got a six. So we'll just scratch that. <laughs> the, we'll find things out the old-fashioned way. The old-fashioned way. Okay. So you're driving. I'm going to say that the people at the end of the road, they were trying to help everybody. So there's a clear passage back to Baghdad if you guys want to take it. Is that where you're headed, or are you headed somewhere else? I think we should. Yeah. I think it makes the most sense. Yeah. We've got to get a place for these folks to bed down, and got a lot of logistics to work out, so it makes sense to head back to Baghdad, I think. I turn to Ralph, and I just say, look, you know, we're from Baghdad. It's a town nearby. We can take you there, and we can get you fed and keep you safe until you decide where you want to go. Is that okay with you? Yes, I, I would very much appreciate that, though uh, I do want to get back to my people as soon as I can. Okay, and then I turn to the others, and do you all agree? Yeah, if memory serves, wasn't there a bit of a kind of a dormish kind of space in the in the library? Didn't we uncover that a few weeks ago? Well, there's an infirmary space behind the vet's office in the basement there, So, but you're right. We could use the library, too. Because that's where we found that whole detective map, right? Wasn't there, wasn't there kind of bedding in other areas down there? I think so. You found a whole hunter's lair down there with the conspiracy board, and there was an armory, and there was four bunks. There's a pretty extensive library. The only problem is it's not our space, and if somebody comes, we may or may not even be there. So we could use that or the infirmary, whichever you guys want to use. Well, the space with the map and everything, that Hunter's Lair, who did that belong to before we took it over? That was Vic's Lair. Yeah. Vic and his friends who kidnapped Robert Hagbard. Oh. I mean, we do want to reconnect with them at some point, so it wouldn't be a bad idea to stop by to see if Vic is back. But if he's not there, I don't know if that's the safest place to leave them. It just seems a more inconspicuous place than the vet office, which is obviously used by the public in general. Behind the vet office where Bruce lives, there's a basement area where there's three hidden rooms. VIP basement? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) There's an infirmary, there's like an armory, and Bruce lives down there. So It's up to Bruce if he wants to host new house guests. Hell yeah, he does. (laughs) (laughs) All right. He's already ordering some more OSHA sweatshirts. <laughs> One guy is going to need, what, like a 10XL size for his seven footness or whatever? Go to the big and tall section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. So is that where we're headed? Do we want to? Sounds good. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that works. Okay, so you are driving back into Baghdad proper, and you are headed towards the veterinary office to unload your new companions <laughs> into the infirmary. And while we're going, can we ask them questions? Sure. Can you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? The grayish humanoid creature with the wings and the big red eyes says, uh, Well, my name is Meryl, but um, people seem to call me the Mothman. Hmm. And then the adolescent-sized, bald, pointy-eared person. Green eyes or red eyes? Big green eyes goes, they just call me the Bat Kid um, because Bat Boy is trademarked. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so uh, hi, nice, nice to meet you. What's your actual name? That's just what they call me. Okay. (laughs) I love this kid already. My heart, (laughs) my heart is just like, just very big and the other gentleman and once he introduces himself many of you might go oh yeah i see it now he says well uh you probably know me as uh elvis presley i want to thank you for rescuing me thank you thank you thank you very much next time on what is not well, hello mr presley it, it's nice to meet you all of them have been trying to stop whatever this organization is from basically kidnapping cryptids. There was a girl that supposedly escaped a couple weeks ago. Baghdad Public Library, this is Mildred. How may I help you? You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek to geekmediacom If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.